we said. The Press Box. Welcome to The Press Box and this edition of The Press Box Podcast. Mike Grace from my partners, Chris Stewart, J.D. Byers, and Brad Law, as we serve up just a slice of what you can hear each and every weekday on great radio stations around the state and the Southeast and online at PressBoxRadio.com. Want to find a station that carries the Press Box? Well, visit the website, PressBoxRadio.com, on the affiliates page there. You can find the station nearest you. Now, the easiest way to hear us these days is through your smartphone via the brand new PressBox app. You can get it at the Apple or Google Play stores. Just search the PressBox, download for free, and you can take us with you anywhere you go on your smartphone. That is the PressBox app. All right, to today's PressBox podcast, a very special visit from an Auburn legend in his own right. He is now known as the father of the current Auburn quarterback, Bo Nix, but also the head coach of the 12-0 Central Phoenix City Red Devils, who are headed to the Class 7A semifinals this weekend against Auburn High School. We talk about his Red Devils. We talk about his son, Bo, his son, Caleb, and more as uh, we visit with Patrick Nix. We start with a trip down memory lane. Nix again with 36 seconds left. Ball at the left hash mark. Two wide out to the right, one to the left. Florida's got the big rush on Nix. He floats one in the end zone. It is... The legendary Jim Fife on the Auburn Sports Network, along with Mike Grace, J.D. Byers, uh, again, our buddy uh, Brad Law. Brad, you might have, you were just in diapers back for that one, yeah? Yeah, well, you probably, probably don't remember that the, one. What's yeah. better than being a teenage college football fan and yep. just immersing yourself? That was 13-year-old Brad jumping oh, around the living room. how about that? Excellent. Going wild. Excellent. 14-year-old Brad was at Jordan-Hare Stadium the next year when our next guest uh, beat Alabama as the starting quarterback inside Jordan-Hare. Patrick Nix joins us now. He's the coach of the uh, Red Devils at Central Phoenix City. Uh, terrific Auburn quarterback in the mid-90s. And, uh, Patrick, thank you very much for, for making time for us this morning. Welcome, War Eagle. No problem. Thank you all for having me. Coach, uh, it's, uh, it's J.D. Byers down in Mobile. Uh, I wanted to open and say, hey, I, I do a lot of play-by-play half for years. I did a play-by-play broadcast in Arkadelphia, Arkansas. <laughs> who were, Henderson who were, State Ready, head coach. The head coach at Henderson. Yes, that's right. I was at North yes. Alabama, where I where I played and graduated. Now, uh, yeah, yeah, a few years ago there, a few years ago, not quite as long as the the Florida game and Alabama game, but a, but a few years ago. <laughs> Try to remember the name of the rivalry game. They call it like Battle of the Ravine or something. Battle of the Ravine. That's this week, too. Henderson State and Wachita. It's either this week or last week. Um, Henderson and Wachita, literally a road separates the two schools. Um, And so they're right across the street from each other. So a pretty big rivalry um, in the city of Arkadelphia, Arkansas. There you go. I don't have to learn anything else today. That's my thing. (laughs) Hey, Patrick, we want to ask you about the – you know, your role as Coach Nix and, and the big matchup with Auburn and, and setting a record last week, a scoring record with 77 points. Uh, we, we, I do want to ask you first uh, just what your conversations with Bo have, have been like over the last couple of days after the game Saturday, throughout Sunday. Um, just kind of what have those conversations or what were those conversations like between father and son? Uh, you know, obviously – um, injuries are a part of the game. Um, injuries are something that um, a lot of times we can't control. Um, and so, 
you know, we're a family of, of faith and we believe that, that God and Jesus Christ has a plan for us. And, you know, right now he's living out John, you know, 13, seven. I think he, he put that out in his social media that, you know, right now we don't know what God is doing, but we know he is doing and we know he's right in the midst of it. And so, you know, obviously disappointing, um, you know, wished he could finish the season, wished he could, you know, go back to South Carolina. He was looking for very much looking forward to going to South Carolina and playing, um, you know, but not going to get to very much looking at having Alabama at home um, again, but but not going to get to. And so it's just part of it. Now it, it goes to, you know, you got to you got to move on. You got to play the next play. And now it's a matter of getting yourself back healthy and doing what the doctors tell you. And uh, for him, it's going to be a little bit, you know, that patience. He, he's not the most patient guy in the world when it comes to this. He wants to get back on the field now, um, you know, but just got to follow doctor's orders, do what he's told to do. And, um, you know, as much as anything right now, it's just figuring out what he wants to eat and all that kind of stuff. Cause he's at the house laying on the couch most of the time, um, you know, letting mom and dad take care of him. So, um, you know, it's a lot of fun, you know, having him back, but wish it wasn't under this, um, this circumstance. Yeah. But being around Bo and I don't have to tell you this, but, but for, for the audience, he'd play on two broken ankles if they let him, um, th- there's no question about that. Um, a- as his dad, I mean, are you watching, are you just watching him when you watch the team play? Are you following the ball? Could you tell that, that something was up after the play happened? Uh, you, obviously you got up limping. I didn't see what happened. I'm my, my nature is to watch the defense, um, and to see what they're doing, where safeties are rolling, if they're getting blitz, all that, that's just my nature being a quarterback and a coach. Um, so I watch the defense a lot more and I'm watching the offense to see what's about to happen. And, um, and so I'm watching that and watching the play develop and, you know, um, obviously did not see him get hit. Actually, Caleb, um, uh, younger son, our senior quarterback, who, by the way, is the best player in the state of Alabama right now, um, he noticed probably before anybody um, that, that Bo's hurt. And so – and, you know, obviously we really knew it later on. Um, I guess it was the fourth quarter when he had a chance to, to run for about 30 yards and just sort of slid in the pocket and threw the ball away. You know, we all Caleb looked at me and said, Dad, he's he's hurt. You know, he, he, Bo would have ran that one no matter what. He's hurt. Um, and so, um, you know, I think as a dad, as a family, you know, we've seen him play long enough to know when he, um, you know, is is feeling good, when he's, you know, a little tweaked. And, you know, our prayer was and hope was, for, you know, at the time that it was just a sprained ankle. It wasn't anything overly serious, um, you know, but, um, you know, found out later, you know, after – post-game interviews and everything else um, they finally went next rated and and saw that it was actually broken and so and, and, you know is what it is time to get surgery and, and move on to the next thing the uh, coach it made us feel good to see him and the, the 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 photo of him in his recovery in the bed and we knew his recovery was off to a good start uh, when we saw the IV bag uh, he was still hooked to his IV and the IV bag had Milo's tea in it so we're like this is gonna go good <laughs> yeah not quite that, but you know he's. Uh, <laughs> but he is. He is definitely recovery is is going very good for him. He's going. You know that's just y'all. You said it. He's he'd play with two broken ankles if he could. So, uh, you know he'll find a way to to definitely make this into a positive and have a chance to really study a lot. Uh, you know, get in there and hopefully you know get back to the team soon when the doctors clear him to to actually be able to get back and, and do a little bit and and not be basically on his, you know, on the couch the whole time. And so he's, he's looking forward to that. He's looking forward to get back to his team. I think that he probably misses that as much as anything, uh, you know, getting back to those guys. And there's been a lot of conversation between he and them. They've all 
called him, FaceTimed him, everything like that. And, you know, between coaches and former coaches, and you know, it's just a, you know, it's a, it's a great thing. Football is a great thing. Football brings guys together and it's a great, um, you know, bond. And, and, you know, obviously from past coaches to past teammates and everything else that have reached out and just given a lot of encouragement and, um, you know, and, and love. And so that's, you know, but that once again, that's what, you know, football does. Football is a, you know, a sort of a brotherhood and it brings people together for sure. All right, let's uh, let's talk to Coach Nix now and, and have you put on that hat. This is a really impressive team that you have at Central. 77 points, a state record for a playoff game, and, and now you're headed for the 7A semifinals against Auburn High. Uh, just, just a few thoughts. And I mean, Caleb had four rushing touchdowns, and you put up 77 points a week ago. You guys are, are really clicking right now. We're playing good. You know, we've got a lot of good players, excellent coaching staff. Um, you know, and so you know, it, it is all, you know, working together really well right now. Uh, give Theodore a lot of credit last week. Theodore was a very good football team um, and jumped out on us first time we've been trailing all year. Um, you know, they jumped out and, and took a lead. And um, and I think, you know, just knowing how playoffs go, knowing how games go, uh, we didn't want to let that lead, you know, get any tighter. And there, you know, for a few minutes there in the second half, um, we started subbing some of our defensive guys and, they didn't sub, and they were going to score if we did. If, if they didn't sub, they were going to score because they were very talented on offense. And so we knew we had to score some points, and got fortunate with some special team stuff and a defensive score and things like that. But but overall, um, definitely playing really really good right now. And, and you know, like I said, we've got a lot of really good players. And unfortunately, we're in a part of the state that doesn't get covered a whole lot. Um, I think if it did, I think some of our guys would would definitely be household names. Um, you know, and, and everybody in the state would know who they are. Um, you know, uh, because they are they are really, really good players and, and playing really good football right now. Uh, you, you're coaching your son at quarterback again, and, and you mentioned Caleb a little bit uh, already. Uh, tell us a little more uh, about Caleb and, and what it's like to coach your son for a second time. How is it different? How is it similar than, than when you were coaching both? I, I don't compare them. Uh, they're, they're very different. Um, you know, Caleb is, is a – Caleb can do everything. You know, he has done everything. I think, you know, he had two straight weeks of five touchdown passes, you know, back-to-back games. And this past week he had six touchdowns, four rushing, two throwing. And, um, you know, he just he's, he can – he just sort of does it all. You know, got a lot of great teammates around him that, that he can get the ball to and they make plays. And, um, you know, and I think that's probably his greatest attribute is he, you know, he gets his whole team involved and going and – um, just very, very smart. We can do so much on offense with him, you know, because he is so smart with, you know, whether it be quarterback run game, whether it be true run game, whether it be RPO, whether it be in a passing game. I mean, we can do so many different things with him and get the ball to so many different areas and so many different guys' hands and, and really just take what the, you know, I know it's an old cliche, but take what the defense gives us on every play because he, he can understand what we're trying to do and where we're trying to attack. And so, but just very talented, you know, very, can make every throw, you know, big, strong, can break tackles, can, can you know, had a, he's had a couple of long runs, had a 70-plus yard touchdown run the other night on the second play of the game. And so, you just do a lot of different things. And I think that's what, you know, um, in, in today's game, um, that's what, you, uh, in my opinion, that's what you have to have a quarter as a quarterback is a guy that can do everything. You can't just be a stationary guy. You can't just be a runner. You can't just you, – you got to be able to think. Um, you got to have all of it to truly be successful in today's game because defenses have gotten so creative and so good 
um, that as a quarterback, you better be able to do everything um, to be able to to respond and react to what the defense is doing. Pat Nix is our guest. Coach Patrick Nix, to me, is a coach. I've uh, followed your career. Uh, I know you had the coaching bug. You've done a great job. Probably your biggest accomplishment, I, I could speak for you, is raising solid young men, great sons. And I wanted to know if you could speak to uh, you had a coaching bug. What does uh, Bo want to do after college? And has your younger son, Caleb, already started to talk about what uh, his career aspirations may be? Uh, I mean, there, there, there's, a, you know, and, and we've got another one, you know, the adopted one at Troy, Taz Johnson, that starts at wide receiver, leading the, the conference in receptions and breaking records at Troy. Um, and so I think the coaching bug has hit him just a little bit, um, you know, from, from being around it. But, but you know, I don't know. I'm not sure. You know, Caleb is more, you know, quite honestly, more of the, the athletic director, GM of the family. Um, you know, he's the one that – um, one day we'll probably be running an NFL team, uh, and, and Bo is more of the one that probably will would be the coach, if anything. Um, you uh, know, not as much the GM type of guy, but you know, I, I think right now, um, you know, for Caleb, it's just about the, you know, the journey of the state championship, and then what he's going to do for college, and, and making that decision right now. And for Bo, you know, it was just about the journey of, you know, he graduates in December, December 11th, and. You know, quite honestly, I think right now his, his focus is being able to walk across the stage and make sure he doesn't have a limp and all that kind of stuff um, when it comes to December the 11th. I think that's sort of um, – he wants to, to, to do that um, right now. So it's a – you know, right now I think, you know, yeah, there's some long-term stuff, but it's a lot more about the immediate uh, of making sure we, we handle what we're at right now. Um, you know, because both of them, especially Caleb, you know, so young, a lot of things will change. I went to Auburn thinking I was going to be an engineer – um, you know, and that didn't last real long. Um, once I got in those um, high-level math classes, realized that I didn't need to be building some bridge. It'd definitely fall. Um, and so, you know, I think that that's the way it is for both of them, of just sort of feeling, still feeling their way through, uh, knowing exactly what they're going to do down the road. And um, and both of them can do, you know, all three of them with Tez can do a lot of three, you know, different things, you know, and no doubt. And so, you know, thankful for that for sure. But thankful, like you said a minute ago, they're very, they're very grounded. Um, you know, they know that they are much more than a football player, much more than a coach, um, any of that kind of stuff, that they've got a much better, much higher calling on their life than just being, you know, a football player. And, um, and, and they do a great job of keeping that in perspective and, and helping me keep it in perspective as well. Uh, Patrick, we, we really appreciate your time today. Before we let you go, I, I want to mention this now. You're, you're in your ninth year as a, as a head coach in high school ball in Alabama. The last six years, your teams have gone 70 and 10, um, one of the most successful coaches anywhere in the state, and you've done it at, at, at different locations. I, I want to ask you, who are some of the biggest coaching influences in, in your life as you've kind of made your way through from the college game to now such success at different places on the high school level? Uh, no doubt the biggest was my dad. You know, my dad won over 300 games as a high school coach and you know, still has the record in the state of Georgia for 17 consecutive years or 10, 10 or more wins, which is really hard to do when you only get 10 regular season games uh, to do that for 17 years. But but no doubt he is the, the biggest influence in my coaching career, without a doubt. Um, and then you've got men like Bill Gray, who was with me, with, who I coached for at Sanford, and Chan Gailey, you know, at uh, Georgia Tech, and, you know, just men like that that, that really had a had an impact on me and um, and just so many, I mean, there's just so many assistant coaches that I've been with uh, that I just learned little things along the way um, that have, have really stuck with me and, and really helped me 
um, you know, along the way. So I've been, I've been very fortunate to be around some really, um, really, really good coaches, really good men um, to learn from and to grow from and to, to play for, you know, between Coach Dye and, you know, um, Coach Bowden, Jimbo Fisher, Tommy Bowden, you know, men like that of being around. Um, and so just very fortunate to be around a, a, a lot of really good football coaches to be able to learn different things from and take different pieces from each one of them um, to be able to, you know, to now use the way I coach. And now you're teaching others uh, the, the same kind of things. Uh, Patrick, thank you very much. We, we really appreciate you spending time with us. Best of luck to you against uh, Auburn High and, and the rest of the way and War Eagle. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it very much. That's one heck of a guy, Patrick Nix, dad to Bo and Caleb, and head coach of the 12-0 Red Devils of Central Phoenix City High School. Our guest inside the Press Box and here on the Press Box Podcast. Hey, if you like what you hear, a couple things you can do for us. Like us, subscribe to us so you get the new ones every day. And if you would tell a friend about us, we would be most appreciative. They can find us wherever they find their favorite podcast, Apple or Google Podcast, plus iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever they find their favorite podcast. Tell them just to search for PressBox Radio 1. That's PressBox Radio and the number one. More fun tomorrow. We'll preview Auburn, South Carolina with the voice of the Gamecocks, Derek Scott, who joins us tomorrow. And also, how about we preview Alabama, Arkansas with the voice of the Razorbacks, Chuck Barrett. That's tomorrow on great radio stations around the state of Alabama and online at PressBoxRadio.com. For Chris, Brad, and J.D., I'm Mike. We'll see you next time inside the Press Box.